Hey, Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to season six of the Tell Me About It podcast. This season, we are so excited to bring you more chats about where real life meets the gospel of Jesus. And stay tuned as this season, we are bringing you even more special guests. Plus a brand new mini series on Jesus, what he means to us and the specific words he spoke while here on earth. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first five seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you rated us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us and and let's let's get this party started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tell Me About It podcast. What up? Um, (laughs) If you don't know our voices, this is Sarah. It's Liz. Yeah. Do we say that? We said that in the intro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all, we should have filmed behind the scenes every time of us doing our intro. <laughs> it's all my fault. Girl. We do like these <laughs> takes because the first three times I'll do it like good, but I'll mess up one thing and then I'll get fixated on one thing. And Sarah is the most patient person with me no. when I'm recording these. It's so, it's so, it's quality comedy. True. I feel like we almost need a reel of just what the things that we say while we're testing the mics before we record each time. Yes. <laughs> this time we were doing like SpongeBob Mermaid Man, like evil, evil. <laughs> <laughs> the real ones know. Yes. If you know, you know. Gosh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. It's crazy. They were real ones. <laughs> yes. True, but we're so excited to be back this week because if you've been following along, then you know that we are starting the um, What He Said series where we dive into the red letters or the accounts of what Jesus said during his time here on earth. Um, I absolutely love that we're doing this, and especially because one of my favorite books of the Bible is Matthew, and it was the first book that I read from, like, the, all the way through on my own. Oh, I wasn't, I mean, I couldn't have been all that old, probably yeah. like eight or nine when I just like, I was like, yes, I'm going to read this and like be committed to reading it. And, um, I come back to it all the time and I absolutely love it. Um, but it's the first account. So Matt, so we'll follow uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, over the course of the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you guys have comments or questions, we hope that you will, uh, DM us on Instagram, let us know. We'd love to talk about those in depth, but, we thought it'd be really great to take this as a moment to um, glean from the the words, the teachings, the parables that Jesus has shared with us um, through his word. And Sarah and I are just going to kind of volley back and forth For to, sure. uh, to share in depth or maybe even briefly about what are some of our favorite passages. And we hope that this just leaves you inspired and um, encouraged. Um, sometimes I feel, especially in a time like this with everything that's going on in the world around us, there are times when I feel like you can feel really hopeless and you're like, what do I do? Yes. Where do I go from here? Like, what is, what is my call? And every time that I go back to the gospels, I'm always encouraged and grounded. Fi- yes. And grounded. I feel like reconnected. Yes. Um, and repurposed that refocus, I should say. And so we hope that you feel that from, from today's talking for the next couple of weeks. Yes. Amen to that. We are so excited. And, and like Liz said, we're not necessarily going through chapter through chapter, like 
every dissecting every verse or parable or passage here. We're just kind of picking out our favorite, basically the red words of Jesus. Mm -hmm. There is so much more packed in here that we will not be covering. So Matthew, I feel like is a safe space for me when it comes to Bible reading. Yeah. Because a lot of us have heard things from Matthew. That's where the Christmas story is and Mm the, um, genealogy of Jesus, the Beatitudes. That's Mm -hmm. where you hear turn the other cheek, which we'll get to. That's where the crucifixion account is the first place in the Bible where that is. So it's not very intimidating at at all. Mm. Y'all are going to hit the floor when I say this, but I will be referencing the ESV version of the Bible. Yes. (laughs) Your girl ain't reading the message, but, uh, but you know, find your translation that works for you. Um, we encourage you to dive in. Um, there's only like 25, actually 28 chapters in Matthew, and they're all pretty like bite-sized chunks of chapters. That's what I love about it. It's really approachable. Yeah, for sure. So like if you were like, man, I really want to know more about the life of Jesus, hey, 28 mm-hmm. days, take one chapter a day, take a couple of months, do half chapter a month or a day for two months. Um, when you like divide things up like that, it doesn't seem so overbearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to kind of go back to what you were saying about what's going on in the world and say, guys, like we have a post out on our Instagram and everything. We so appreciate there's like almost 21,000 of you following us on Instagram. And we posted a prayer post about praying for um, Ukraine and all that's going on Um there with Russia and we are just going to continue to pray. Mm -hmm. Um, every prayer counts, you know, like my heart just breaks for that. Absolutely. Those people and just the whole situation. And so, man, I really don't know what else. I'm pretty speechless about the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. this will air like March 7th or 8th. So I don't even know where we'll be in the world at that point, but um, just praying, praying that's, and trusting God. Honestly, right now that's all we can do. Our world is so incredibly broken. So, yeah. but redemption is the most common theme in the Bible. Amen. Especially Praise. the New Testament. So I guess let's just dive right in. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. So, uh, first few chapters are genealogy of Jesus, mm-hmm. his birth, you know, all of that good stuff. We meet Mary. We meet Joseph. Um, but we are diving right into the first red words. And if you want to know where those are, it's in Matthew 3.13 when he's speaking to John the Baptist um, about his baptism, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump down to chapter 5. Actually, do you have something about Chapter four. I do. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you go we'll first, start with girl. four. We're just going I've in chronological it. order with our favorites. In that case, I'll go. I'll, I've got two back to back in okay, chapter girl. four. Go. go um, so the first one that I've got is um, this is after uh, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and um, the the devil is coming to tempt him. And if you know, if you're the Son of God, then tell these stones to become bread. Mm-hmm. And I love Jesus's response. He said, it is written that man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I, I highlighted this verse. I've read this verse so many times. Yeah. But it is really especially hitting me right now. As you guys know, if you've been following along, I've been going through Bible in a year. And so I've been chewing on the word of God every single day this year. Yeah. And how much and how fulfilling it is. 
and sustaining it is and transformative the word of God is, even when you don't realize it. I will say, I've been go- right now, we've been through Leviticus and Roman numbers right now. We're talking about a lot of rules and a lot of laws. And you still mean to tell me that that is, it is filling? And the answer is yes. The things Amazing. that have been re- revealed, it's so, it's, it's food for the soul, quite literally. And so I just wanted to, to highlight this verse um, that the word of God is enough. Yes. And that even when sometimes you may not understand everything or it's really intimidating, that it's still important to turn to the word of God. Um, Something else I love about Matthew, including that in one of the first like accounts that we see of Jesus being like an adult human mm -hmm. um, living life as we live or well, as similar as we can back in those days during that culture. But he was tempted to like, Satan was doing mm-hmm. his best to get him to break. Yeah. And it would be one thing if following Jesus was just like following this perfect man who never had a trial thrown at him, mm-hmm. but that's not true. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate just the full honesty of the accounts of Jesus's life saying like, dude, he was tested by Satan himself, mm-hmm. bled uh, like, or sweated drops of blood in the gar- garden of the Gethsemane experienced the death of a friend like yeah. Jesus was very much so 100% human 100% God like absolutely and I'm very glad that we we can see that in mm-hmm. this account as well I I couldn't agree more and then there's one last one that I wanted to mention out of uh, Matthew chapter 4 um, which is going going down where he sees the two brothers which is Peter and Andrew and they're fishing <laughs> and I just cannot imagine that like a modern day what would this be like I don't know. Out two on brothers, Center Hill Lake. Like. Right? They're just like hanging out. We're probably not even actually fishing. I'm like, they were just doing their normal thing. And Jesus is like, oh, hey, come follow me. And I'll uh, send you out to fisher people. Or like, I'll make you a fisher of men. And I absolutely love that because it reminds me of the Great Commission. Mm. Of what we've been sent. That we're, why we're here. Yeah. Is to be fishers of men. And don't belittle yourself or your story or your impact or what God has called you to do because of your past. But know that at the end of the day, if your actions and your words all point back to God and and you being a fisher of Mm -hmm. men, then you've done something right. Yes. Also, taking this story at face value, what the heck? Okay. (laughs) So, like, these days are fishing, which was their profession. It's not Mm -hmm. like they were just like leisurely Saturday catching some bass, you know, Mm -hmm. like, no, they were fishing as their profession. Mm -hmm. They were working. And I think of times in my life meeting you was one of these where I was just like, there's something about this girl. We're going to know each other for a long time. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. it just felt like home. And you meet people like that Mm -hmm. as I'm tearing up about it, Sarah. Okay. Um, but all Jesus says is follow me. Mm -hmm. I'll make you fishers of men. Right. And they literally just follow him. Yes. Literally. So think I, of what that account had to have been like for them to be like, okay. I mean, at, it says verse 20, at once they left their nets <laughs> and followed him. This is like you're at your job and someone walks into your, to your office and says, hey, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And you're like, yeah, all right. Just leaves. I picture them looking at each other like, y'all can't see what I'm doing, but like <laughs> looking at each other, pondering. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like a little shoulder like, shrug, like right okay. away. Yeah. So he had to have been like, I think of, you know, and one day we will meet Jesus, mm-hmm. which will be amazing. But like, 
how captivating and how mm. different Jesus had to be, how mm. refreshing for them to just say yes. And, uh, man, that, that had to have been something. It's incredible. Yeah. All right, what you got out of chapter five? Okay, girl. So chapter five, we get the Beatitudes, but we're not going to talk about that. I'm sorry. Um, but I, probably one of my favorite passages of the Bible are when Jesus um, actually disciples his people, like mm. with these teachings. So he goes from the Beatitudes to salt and light, using salt and light as like a analogy of like, you are supposed to season people with mm-hmm. who you are, and you're supposed to show light to people with who you are, mm-hmm. um, and then give glory to God for that. Um, and then just like right out the gate after that, he's like, listen, like y'all have known the law. And so like, we've talked about this before guys, like what they had known up until that point, old Testament was the law that they needed a blood sacrifice for their Mm -hmm. sins. The law was, you can read it in Leviticus. Yep. It it was an extensive law, but the baseline of that was the 10 commandments, which are Mm -hmm. all great. I don't recommend murder, you know, like envy, adultery, none of that. Um, And so he is basically saying, like, listen, guys, I know I'm different, but I have not come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. So basically, and Mm. you can see this in a lot of the prophets, and and Jesus, like, quotes a lot of the prophets, which it's amazing that the prophets prophesied Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then when he, like, reads about the actual prophecies of himself, I'm like, mic drop. Okay, Jesus, like, that was really cool. (laughs) But, like... He's saying, you know, God saw that this way was not working when sin came upon the earth, which was brought on by the free will of Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. who did what God told them not to do. There was a temporary fix, and Jesus is the permanent fix. Amen. And so Jesus is like, listen, I'm not here to defy what you've known. I'm here to make it complete. Yes. Um, So I love that he, like, right out the gate starts with that. So then he explains that in, like, five paragraphs in the like titles of these Mm -hmm. paragraphs in the ESV are anger, lust, divorce, oaths, retaliation, and loving your enemies. And I'm just going to go over a few of my favorites. So anger, he says, you have heard it said, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's referring back to the law there. And he says, but I say to you, Everyone who's angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So he's saying, like, what's going on in your heart? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what he said. So you've got to think, when rules are laid out for people, they're going to try to do what it takes to follow those rules, no matter what the bending and breaking of that means. So, like... Y'all know how, okay, I think of kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to think, and I've seen, that, I've seen this, like, as an elementary school teacher's aide, how far can I push the boundary without yep. breaking the rule? Yep. So what Jesus is saying, like, is I see your heart. Yeah. So, yeah, you may say, like, I haven't killed nobody, but you've got all kinds of anger and resentment in your heart towards mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. Again, with lust, he says, you've heard it said, 
you shall not commit adultery. But I say that if you look at a woman with lustful intent, you've already committed adultery in your heart. He said what he said. Yes. So listen, and then he then he sets some boundaries here. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. So do you, do I think that Jesus is literally saying like you gonna need an eye patch? No. But that's the but seriousness. Of let's it. talk about that in the year twenty twenty two. If you having your phone after a certain hour of the night causes you to look at things you should not be looking at, yep. put it on a charger in the kitchen, honey. Yep. If you following certain accounts on Instagram mm-hmm. or any other social media causes you to have lustful thoughts in your brain, block unfollow. Yep. Girl, that'll preach. You got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um talking about um i'm gonna skip down to my favorite just for sake of time here because i could literally rant about so many things well first i am gonna say this is probably the most famous one that is i hear quoted like well the bible says an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth yes it did say that Mm -hmm. but then jesus comes and says but i say to you do not resist the one who is evil but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek Turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. So he's saying like, yep. listen, we aren't saying like evil for evil. We're saying basically kill him with kindness. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus was the OG Yep. <laughs> when, when it comes to that. Sure was. Um, and then... The main one you've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute yes. you. Um, and and I just love how basically all of this is about heart work. Mm-hmm. And God so does look at the heart. And I feel like these rules were originally made to help the heart, but mm-hmm. they just helped the effect and not the cause. Right. So the cause of murder is for someone to have something ugly in their heart. Mm -hmm. The cause of adultery is for someone to have something ugly and lustful in their heart. Mm -hmm. So like, he's like, Hey, I see that this has just been topical. We're trying to get skin deep here. Yeah. Get to no more, no more uh, band-aids for a bullet wound. Yep. We're getting to the source. We're getting to the source and we're all going to be better people for Mm -hmm. it. And we're going to glorify God better for it. Amen. Because I think that that honestly, if you look at the law way of doing things is the root of hypocrisy Mm -hmm. because you can hate somebody and be like, but I ain't never killed nobody, but you still hate people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who wants to follow a person who is like following that moral code? Mm -hmm. Call them out. Okay, Jesus. Girl, do you have something in chapter six? I do, girl. Okay. So in chapter six, he talks about a lot of other things that are important. He teaches us how to give, how to pray with the Mm -hmm. Lord's Prayer. I love that he gives us an example of how to pray, how to fast. He talks about laying up treasures in heaven, Mm -hmm. like not earthly things. And then my guy helps me with anxiety. (laughs) Yes, snaps, snaps for all Jesus. around. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about looking at the birds and how the birds and the lilies of the field are cared for. Mm-hmm. Yet, like, how much more does God love us? I have to think of our song, Jaira. Oh, girl. If he dresses the lilies, all of that. Yes. Um, but I love how, like, it ends in... Uh, Chapter 6, verse 34. Therefore, 
do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Mm -hmm. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So like he's not promising peace, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's promising that like when you're worried, you can pray. Right. There will be trouble in the world Mm -hmm. for you to be anxious about, or you can trust God. Like, and I'm saying this because the Bible says it. I'm not saying it because I've fully adopted it and mastered it. But this verse always mm-hmm. helps me yes, so girl. much. Yes. But that's all I have in chapter 6. Do you have anything in 6? Yes, yes. I have, um, give me one second. I've got 7-7. Um, seven, seven. So that's the ask, seek, knock. And I will be honest, my parents said this to me all the time when I was a kid. And for a long time, I would say it back, like, almost like as a joke, in like a joking way. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Well, ask, you know, ask for, you know, ask and it'll be given unto you. But now it's more of a, it's a, it's a reasoning. It's, it's also kind of like an emboldening statement of, well, did I ask for it? Mm. Sometimes it's like I call myself I'm like mm, maybe I don't have this Because I also didn't ask for it Even though even in times when you're, you don't feel qualified Or like everything else Like since when does God Like stop people use, use, Using people because they're not qualified Or yeah. because they're undeserving Like we're all unqualified and undeserving And yet for sure. he, he gives anyways But the verse um, 7 and 8 says Ask and it will be given and given to you Seek and you will find Knock and the door will be opened unto you for everyone who asks receives. For the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And um, this reminds me often of the relationship that a child has with a parent. Mm, um, yes, from this from the sense of when a toddler is little and they say like they signal that they are thirsty. What do you do? You give them something to drink. What if they were like awful all day long? You still give them something to drink. What What about toys? Like. They they are going through the terrible twos. What do you do to this toddler? You give them the toy anyway, for sure. <laughs> Let's be real. You, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know throwing discipline or whatever out the door. But the reality is is that we serve a loving God who wants what's best for us. Yes, He does. And when we ask, He delivers. It's not always when we want it, but in His perfect time. And I will say that there's never been a moment that I've wanted something. Um, and that would have been better for me than what God had for me. Yeah, trusting his sovereignty for sure. It it's is. hard, but it is hard, but very it's, worth it. It is a lesson that will grant you so much peace. Yes. If you let it. Yes. And not don't get hung up on this is this is what I can see and this is what I think I want or this I asked for this and the Lord did not deliver, but trusting in his timing and that is the that is a true gift. Yes. Amen, girl. Um And also in chapter seven, Mm -hmm. like Jesus was the most practical person when it comes to his teaching. Mm -hmm. And I love how, and we'll get into parables in a minute, but the reason that he made it so practical is so that we can understand. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you, God. So um, rewinding just a little bit, like judge not that you will to be judged. Okay. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Yep. Um, Ooh. I think this is crucial. Mm-hmm. Like this is, we have to remember and how important it is for us not to not judge people. Yeah. And Jesus himself uses the word, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Ooh, girl. 
And I love how it doesn't not give us permission to take the speck out of our brother's eye. I'm sorry, can you say that again for the people in the back? Yeah, so like, it's not saying don't take the speck out of your brother's eye. It's saying first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So if we take the log out of our own eye, which honestly, there will always be something sinful about me because we will never be perfect here. Mm -hmm. But let's just say it's with a particular issue that I'm dealing with. If mm-hmm. I'm going through something and and I'm not trying to add to the Bible in this way, I'm just using it as an example of my own life. Why would I try to judge someone else on that same situation or even anything remarkably relatable to it? That mm-hmm. is so hypocritical. Um so I love also that it says you will see clearly not to go, "Oh my gosh, you've got a speck in your eye." It says to help that person. Well, it also makes me think of just the recklessness of trying to take a speck out of someone else's eye with a log in your own. Yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is, is that if you were actually trying, it's like trying to, to help somebody, um, when you can't even help yourself. Yes. But that is all of us. Mm -hmm. So basically to say, we, we don't have a right to judge nothing. No, 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 no. Not a thing. Don't get me started on that because. Oh yeah. mm, I will. I will preach on that. Um, do you have anything in chapter eight? I did not. Go ahead. I didn't girl. either, girl, but I do have something in chapter nine. Go ahead. Um, I love that there's a passage called Jesus Calls Matthew. Mm-hmm. And Matthew um was a tax collector. Mm-hmm. Um, or well it says he was sitting at the tax booth, but he was a tax collector, right? I think so. Okay. I th- one of them was a doctor. Who was that? Luke? I feel like Luke was the doctor. I feel like Luke was the doctor too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's sitting at a tax booth and he says, follow me. Again, another account. Matthew yep. rose and followed him. And then it says, as Jesus reclined at the table in the house, this is the narrator speaking, um, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. Some context. People hated tax collectors. Of course. No one likes paying their taxes now. Yeah. It was even more corrupt back then. Absolutely. Not saying the IRS is corrupt, but it sucks all around. Yeah. Um, to have to ever pay in taxes. Like I always think of Robin Hood, the animated version. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. So... When the Pharisees saw this, they said, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? So basically, the worst people in town, Mm -hmm. the most hated people in town. Mm -hmm. But when he heard it, he said, Jesus, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So... Did Jesus have his disciples who were his core people? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Jesus also, it says he was reclined. Yeah. Like eating at their house, like breaking bread together. This is not the only account you see right. of this. Like they were in community mm-hmm. in this moment. And that just goes right along with what we were talking about in chapter 7. Judge not or you two will be judged. Mm-hmm. And how many times, especially in the South, does the term like um you are who you hang out with which is mm-hmm. you know to an extent it's true you got to guard your heart you never want yeah. to adopt bad habits of the people who you're hanging out with right but at the same time are you reaching out to people how are you going to be a fisher of men yes if you don't go where they are yes absolutely it's really easy mm-hmm. to minister to saved people yeah 
So, and that's something that I feel challenged in as well, which is why I wanted to um, share that. But um, that's all I have for chapter nine, girl. Yeah. Um, I think the next thing that I've got is in chapter 11. Okay. Well, I have a 10. <coughs> oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, no, don't apologize. Actually, <laughs> um, I never noticed this yeah? passage okay. until literally when we were studying. Um, it's Matthew ten thirty four. And he says, do not think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. Okay, but Jesus is referred to as the Prince of Peace. But mm-hmm. I feel like, just wait for the context. Because as Pastor Isaac says, mm-hmm. we got to read the context. Amen. He says, I have, not be- I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set man against father and daughter against mother and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Does this sound like Jesus? These are Jesus' words. This sounds like flipping table, Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. And a person's enemy will be those of his own household. Mm -hmm. For whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And right away, in my interpretation of this, so Mm -hmm. y'all can take it or leave it, I think that this comes all down to idolatry. Mm -hmm. There will be times in your life where God is leading you to do something that someone close to you may not agree with. Absolutely. Or it may make them sad. Like I think of people who I know who have been called to be missionaries Mm -hmm. like far away, like in other countries. And I can imagine that, you know, of course we're like, Oh, that's great. But selfishly, you're like, what are you doing? Are you going to raise your kids overseas? Like, what are you, like, you know, and it really all comes down to God's call Mm -hmm. or the approval of those around you. I can think of a really distinct time in my life where it was like the first time that that's happened. And that was when I felt the Lord distinctly telling me to close our Smithville store. Yeah. And I was so worried about the opinions of everyone around me and people thinking that I was a failure. Mm -hmm. But um, I told on that decision for about six months. And finally, it was one of the like first times I could feel the Lord speaking to me Mm -hmm. like the exact sentence. And it was, it's either their approval or mine. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, girl, when I tell you, tears start streaming down my face. And I was like, man, it's now an idol. Yeah. Because I, I'm now deliberately choosing to go against what God has told me to do. Yeah. And so, um, and I can tell you how hard it was, but I can also tell you how fulfilling it was afterwards. Amen. Seeing the fruit that came out of that decision. I believe it. So, Jesus oh. be mixing things up, y'all. Yes, he will. Who Look, if you, again, I think we said this last week, if you are reading the Bible and at no point you feel called out, honey, girl, I know. Are you really reading it? Yes. I know the one that you have next and it's one of my favorites in the whole Bible. Girl. (laughs) Y'all, but for both of us, it, it is, it is a peace given verse. This is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A to the men. And again, I know we've, we've talked about this before. Y'all know I'm, I'm, the, I'm the ag girl, the farm girl. But when we say yoke, we're not talking about an egg yolk. Like a yoke 
was it's the harness that would be on your two oxen that were, you know, plowing your fields. And you always put a strong oxen with a newer or younger oxen um, or ox oxen together. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so that they would learn how to, how to do it, but also so it was not too heavy, too burdensome. Um, so I love this as a constant reminder for us that we serve a God that um, invites us to be yoked up with him. Amen. That will carry our burdens if we would only cast them on him. And um, he is, I love that sense that he is gentle and humble in heart. And that is not to say that we serve a God that is only gentle, that is not sovereign and, you know, and he can do anything and everything that he so wants to, and he would be justified in it. Yes. But he's gentle and humble in heart and he will give us rest. Cast your cares upon the Lord. I mean, he literally is just like a coat check for your, for your burdens. Thank you, Jesus. And you don't even have to go back and pick him up. What a difference than the law. The law was about achieve, achieve, achieve. Yes. All about your you legalism. Do this, you do this, you mm-hmm. do this. And Jesus is like, just come to me. Yes. Oh, so good, girl. So good. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Y'all read Matthew 12. A tree is done by its fruit. That's all. That's all you got to say. <laughs> that's all you have to say. Amen. Amen. If it looks like an apple tree, if it's barren apples, it's apples. Yep. If it's not bearing any fruit. Mm. Mm. That's it. How many things in our lives could that apply to? Mm-hmm. That's you all said. I'm going to say. All right. I've got one more. I've got this last one for us. Go ahead, girl. Um, <clears throat> this is in 15, 2 through 3. Why do, your, why do your disciples, this is the Pharisees talking to Jesus, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They do not wash their hands before they eat. Mary would have been like, you're nasty. But that's <laughs> not, okay, another day. Mary, not the mother of Jesus, the mother yes, of Liz Sanders. That's right, that's right, yes. my Mary. But Jesus replied, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of tradition? Mm, that's going back to that uh, turning mother-in-laws against daughter-in-laws, against yep. brothers, against all that. Like, Jesus isn't trying to be divisive. He's trying to check your heart. Yep, yep. And this is this is the last one. I, I absolutely love this verse. It got me through so many hard times. And this is about, uh, he said in verse 20, 17, 20, um, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. Girl, Faith friend. in Jesus alone. It does not take much faith. What that tells me in my Enneagram threeness mm-hmm. is that I don't have to strive and hustle. No. That my faith is enough. It is enough. And no matter how small it is or how big it is, it doesn't take much. It's mm-hmm. all faith. As long as it's in the Lord. Yes, that's right. That's it's right. enough. I have chills. I got the chills. They're multiplying. Y'all. I'm I've, also I love that we ended on that verse. I'm like I'm wearing mustard right now. Y'all can't see me, but Girl, I'm like y- your sister looks good in mustard. Thank you, thank you. She is a fall color tone. It makes me so much so much happy. Wow, so happy <laughs> <laughs> and so much happier when I get to wear bright colors and like just yes. the, the yellows. I mean, I live for it. But I absolutely love that verse, man. Yes. How many things in this world could happen if we had the faith of a mustard seed? Man, if we can just you know even exercise it, just recognize that it's there, mm-hmm. utilize it, man. Our worlds could be so different. Amen. I guess that's it, y'all. I think that's it. But we're going to cover part um, one. Yes, part one. Next week, we'll go through uh, two other of the Gospels. 
And you all know that this, it's going to be so much fun. We will cover different verses because, um, you know, there's a lot of similarities through the accounts of Jesus. But we're so excited. Again, um, feel free to leave us a comment or um, a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on Instagram. Um, we love you and we're so thankful for you. And we'll see you back next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.